Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is our eighth episode with digital style editor of Condé Nast Traveler, Jaina Maleri. Jaina is a seasoned traveler and was previously the fashion features editor at Lucky. We're excited to learn more about her career and job at Condé Nast. Welcome, Jaina. So explain your role a little bit more to our listeners. And I know no two days are alike, but what are ta- what are tasks and things that you do on a on an average day? Sure. Um, so I'm the digital style editor at Condé Nast Traveler, um, which means that I'm sort of responsible for um, the style section on the site. Um, it's a relatively new role, so I think they wanted to bring someone on to... Um, Sort of grow that section of the site, so that's what I've been trying to do. And it's interesting, I think, being um, a style editor at a travel brand because you know it just means that I have to think about what I cover in a sort of slightly different way. So that was one of the things I was really worried about um, when I first started, just wanting to make sure that I was able to do that in a in a really like interesting and authentic and organic way. And I had these like moments of panic, like, oh my God, I'm gonna <laughs> come up with like ten ideas and then be out of ideas for the rest of my time here. But so far that hasn't been the case. So I think a typical day for me looks like I get in pretty early. What's um, early? Early is between 8 and 8.30. Um, early? Yeah. Early. I think I'm sort of the office early bird, and it's just nice for me to be able to get in and get settled and take a look at you know what we're working on. Because being on the digital side, it's so different. Even before I was on digital, I worked um, in print at a few different magazines. And um, you know, in print, you you sort of have an idea of what you're working on and you're working on an issue and so you know, okay, I've got these, you know, 15, 20, 25 pages and once you've decided what's going to fill those pages, then you're sort of you're just working down a list and you're making sure you have everything. It's a tremendous amount of work right. um, but it's just, it's a little bit more sort of constrained with digital. You come in and we're looking at, well, what's trending right now? What's happening in the news? Is there anything that we need to sort of jump on and cover? Is there some sort of great, like, flight deal that someone needs to be writing about. If there is, you know, say like a collaboration that I love, maybe I come at it from the angle of this collection is perfect for a three-day weekend in LA or something, you know, so it's it's always like tied to travel. Yeah, coming up with a little bit of a peg. And do you feel people's fashion choices are directly correlated with the place they live or where they're traveling to? I don't think necessarily. I think that, I mean, in some instances, yes. And I think there is, I do believe that there is sort of a, like a Parisian style. There is like a Milanese style. And um, there's, especially cultures that are so rooted in fashion, I think when you sort of grow up in a culture like that I think it's easier to sort of absorb some of that I find that before I go on a trip I I like buy a whole new wardrobe it's really bad really like something that I've done for a really long time and I'm not saying like lavish but if I'm gonna go to Mexico for a weekend I'll get like two new swimsuits and a cover-up when I have like so many swimsuits and so many cover-ups right and it's it's crazy so I, I feel for my personal fashion choices and that's why I love what you do 
whenever I'm traveling, I'm like, all right, what pieces do I need to get yeah. to wear where I'm going? Well, I think that's really fun, and that's part of what's fun about travel, right? Like, you get to go someplace, and you can sort of, you know, it's super exciting, especially if you're going someplace new, and you can sort of be a different person a little bit if you want. So I'm all for, yeah. like, stocking up and getting a couple of new pieces to bring with you, because I think that... You know, we don't get to travel as much as we'd like, and we don't get to take as much as much vacation as we would like. So when you do get to go on a trip, I think it's nice to sort of make it as special as possible. Like, I'm going away next week. I'm going to Big Sur for the very first time, um, and I'm so excited because I've always really wanted to go. And I definitely have a couple. Like, I got a, a pair of pajamas a couple of weeks ago yeah. that I was like, oh, I'm going to set these aside. I'm not going to wear these yet. I'm going to totally. bring them with me. You know, I think that that's really nice, especially if you're going someplace warm. Like, yeah, get a new swimsuit, yeah. of course. I'm traveling a little too much right now, so it's, it's, I need to scale back. Well, like right, the if you're travel purchase. Yeah, because then you're just like, yeah. you're constant consumption. Right. Um, what inspires where you decide to travel to, and do you feel like you're always working while traveling because of your job? Um, I think what inspires me to travel, it's interesting. My husband is a photographer, and so I think um, if we're traveling together, we that sort of plays in. And I think we are both to answer your second part of your question, we are both always working a little bit when we travel. And so like thinking about, let's go someplace new, let's go someplace beautiful. I also just think like going someplace beautiful is really fun, but it's fun to think about like, oh, if we go here, maybe we can like shoot a little video and it'll be really cool. Or maybe you can take really good pictures or, you know, I tend toward like slightly more toward outdoor Dorsey travel than my husband does. He definitely always wants to be in a city. So I think that that factors into like trying to find a place that has maybe a little bit of both or has the option. So maybe it's a place like where we can go and there's a, a little bit of a town. Like my husband needs a place where he can get like a really good like cappuccino. Yeah. Um, so I think if we can find that, but then also like a great hike. Yeah. Hike and cappuccino. Exactly. Perfect trip. Yeah. No, and I think the reality is once you start working, everything, like everywhere that you go, you're always kind of on and, you know, responsible for your job. So it's nice that travel and your job come together in this like great, exciting, fun way. Yeah, it is. And it's, I say that I'm, I feel like I'm always working when I'm traveling, but it's, it's a really good thing because I think it makes me even just sort of pay more attention to where I am going to a place like Paris, which I've been to a few times, and there's this, um, there's a part of me also that I think when I go back to a place, I want to sort of revisit, and I think there's something really nice about that, but there's also something really nice about being pushed a little bit and saying, okay, what about a neighborhood that I haven't been to? And I wouldn't necessarily do that, I think. I wouldn't push myself, but now having the job that I do, I think, like, it it makes me do that a little bit more, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, because you want to get, like, market research. You want to know what's going on there. Yeah. Outside of the you know, standard places that you go to. Right. And it's also, you know, we have such great content yeah. on the site and in the magazine. And so it's hard not to, you know, you can just poke around on the site a little bit. And and if you're planning to go someplace, you can see like, oh, like this looks really cool and this sounds really great. So that also sort of broadens the scope a little bit. That ties into my next question, which is a conversation that I have with friends often. Do you think social media ruins the surprise element of traveling because you can see everything about a place before even going there? I think that's a really good question. I don't know if it ruins it, but it does change it. I think a really good example actually is Iceland. I think that Iceland is... um, 
it's just a place that I don't know if, if you've had this experience, but I have in the past, I would say, year, 18 months, like my, my Instagram feed. At one point over the summer, it's, it's just seemed like everyone I knew was going to Iceland and everybody was at the Blue Lagoon and everybody was yeah. doing, you know, like taking those pictures. I had gone to Iceland once nine years ago and it was just like one of by far the best, most incredible life-changing travel experiences that I had and knew that I always, always, always wanted to go back. And so we did go back this year for Thanksgiving. And it was, again, it's a magical place. I think everyone should go. But there was that feeling of like, oh, do I really want to put up this picture of this adorable, like, little Icelandic horse? Because everyone's already put up that picture. But then it's like, who cares? He's adorable. Like, this is amazing. I love this horse. It's like a weird conversation that you have in your head. Right. But so it did make me sort of think about those things in a different way like having that experience where you know the first time I went was pre-Instagram and my husband was just like taking photos with a film camera and then like the anticipation of waiting for the the photos and but then on the flip side I think there's something cool like we have all of those photos but it's nice on social media to be able to share um, and to show people that you're in a place if you're really in love with the place you're in but it's tricky like I said it's a great question I don't know (laughs) it's something that I definitely think about maybe the downside of travel becoming so sort of ubiquitous and and also the rise of social media I think is that there are so few sort of undiscovered places and when you find one you really have to keep it secret if you put it up on your Instagram then it's like do not share yeah but it's hard because we now all are I think so compelled to share um so it's tricky but yeah what is the busiest travel season of the year I think it sort of goes in waves. So everybody is traveling around the holidays, and then I think everyone gets you know, back to work and back in the office at the beginning of the year, but then spring break pops up. Right. And then We're it, in the spring break. Yeah, moment. exactly. So then it dies down a little, and then everyone wants to travel and um, maybe do like road trips in the summer. So I feel like it's this constant sort of, sort of peaks and valleys. But there's something to be said for keeping that in mind and traveling in the off season. Like I'm a very big fan of off season travel. That's why, you know, I, we still travel during the holidays, my husband and I, but like for Thanksgiving for the past maybe five or six years, we have gone abroad. Smart. And it's great. Like I highly recommend, yeah. I, mean, I get it. It's like, you know, maybe, you want to be with your family. You want to be with your family. <laughs> this year we, when we went to Iceland, we went with my in-laws, which was great because we had both, you know, we had, we had them and you know, we had family, but we also had, it's like, it's so nice to yeah. be able to get away and to go to a place that you know that people that doesn't feel super touristy because everybody at least with American tourists because everybody's He's home working. like eating turkey and you're like you know in Italy having pasta it's great I think when you're in college and like even when you have kids you you almost have to stick to this like peak season travel because of school right but that's what I love about like your early 20s when you get out of college and you have the freedom to be like I'm gonna trick it take a trip now or I'm gonna go away for the weekend and like definitely there's no like spring break or, or time to travel so I've noticed like in in the course of my 20s that I've definitely traveled at like weird off times and it's been it's been fun and it keeps the year like exciting and going and constantly something to look forward to yeah no I think it's like it's so smart also you get better deals that way so yeah. you know if you don't have a ton of disposable income it's like a great time to travel and I'm a big fan also of the like you know, like sort of three day or four day just like quick trip 
Um, just because it's like you said, I think it it's like something to look forward to. It makes you excited, and especially like you know between January and March when everything is like <laughs> miserable. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to get away. Tell us about some of the coolest hotels you've been to. I love. I mean, I love the Ace, um, the Ace Hotel here. I think that's such a fun spot in New York, and just I haven't been in a long time, but it just feels. I have, it's, I have such a sort of soft spot for it. I actually, we have a blanket on our bed that's from the Ace in Portland. Like, I just, I, cool. I love their aesthetic. I know that a lot of people have copied their aesthetics, and now it sort of feels a little oversaturated, but I'm still a big fan of it. I love the Parker in Palm Springs. It's great. It's great. I had a wedding there earlier this year. Oh, yeah. But that is a place that's been so overshared on social media. Definitely. Definitely. So then we go definitely. back to that issue. Yeah. But it is. It's such a cool hotel. It it's is. It's got a great vibe. I know. It's like made for Instagram. Are you kidding? Like all of for that. For the door. Yeah. And just like Jonathan Adler, I think it's yeah. like, it's kind of perfect and it feels like you're sort of inside of his brain in a really good way. And in Miami, I love the Raleigh because I feel like that's great. And yeah, like super old school. The pool is amazing. Um, Can't you like walk in the pool? Is that the hotel where you walk into the, like, what am I thinking? There's sort of like a channel around the outside of the pool that's more shallow that you can walk around. But um, yeah, that's a great spot. And at the end of last year, I went to Palm Beach in Florida, and I stayed at the Breakers for the, the first best. time. That yes. was so Every great. Every place you've named, I love. Oh, good. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. So I loved that. That was a really good experience. Yeah, I'm about to go. I'm going to be in San Francisco um, for a couple of days before we go to Big Sur next week, and we're going to stay at a new hotel called the Hotel Zeppelin. That looks very cool. cool. Um, so I'm excited to check that out. And yeah, and I'm also a big fan of Airbnb. Yeah. You can get some great deals, and especially if you're traveling with groups of friends. Yep. I feel like Airbnb is so perfect rather than getting, like, three or four hotel rooms. You can all, like, pile in together. It's, it's a cool experience. Yeah, and it's and then you can all stay together, and I think yeah. it can be – you can sort of live a little bit more like a local, which I like. Yeah. I love hotels. I, I like, am all about the staycation and staying in hotels. It's, it's yeah, it's so fun to do. I've done that a couple of times here in New York, like stayed at the Gansevoort once, just like in the dead of winter because they have a pool on the roof and I just wanted Why to be not? able to swim. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. What do you think is the next it city? Like Austin, I feel like was there, or Portland was there, but what should we expect to be the next it city? Oh, man. No pressure. <laughs> That's so tough. I feel like I've actually been hearing people talk about Charlotte a lot recently and that there's some really cool things happening down there. So um, I think that will be interesting to see. And other than that, ugh, I mean, I don't know. I also feel like Hudson, which is, you know, here. Yeah, it's it's already a moment. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's sort of in the midst um so maybe that doesn't feel as sort of new and exciting but it does it's it seems like it's the kind of place where people were getting you know second homes vacation homes and and but now I I have heard you know I have a few friends who actually have left the city and have moved up there and so I think when people start to really put down roots then that means that like the community can sort of um Hudson's great yeah it can take on sort of a whole new shape which is exciting and it's cool there are really cool things happening up there really good restaurants yeah I love it 
It's awesome. And there's um, the Graham & Co., that hotel. Yeah. Been there, which I is haven't been there. Another Instagram sensation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. These questions are just short one-word answers. Okay. Checked bag or carry-on? Carry-on. Room service or dinner out in town? Ugh, room service. Airbnb or hotel? <sighs> both. You could say both. That's fair. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Your you. answers were great. Oh, good. And, I'm glad. Oh, really quick. Tell us a little bit about Condé Nast Traveler podcast and what we can expect to hear from it. Definitely. So the the podcast is called Travelog, and it's um, we started it a couple of months ago. And you can expect um, very cool things and hopefully really good guests and um, lively debates about things like should you recline your seat <laughs> or not. Important topics. Yes, very important topics that people feel very passionately about. Um, but also, you know, because of the coverage that we have in the magazine, you can also expect like really, really amazing amazing, insightful information from our editor-in-chief, Pilar, um, about places that she's been to, about, about you know why they choose the locations that they choose to highlight in the magazine. Also, our creative director, Yolanda Edwards, has been a guest and will continue to be a guest, and it's great to hear her inside into like what it takes to put together this beautiful travel magazine. So it's a lot awesome. of stuff. Yes, everyone should listen to it. Cool. Well, we will check it out. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Jaina, for talking to us. Be sure to keep up with Jaina's adventures on Instagram. I hope you will all join us for our next Office Hours conversation and subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, next time on Office Hours with College Fashionista, I'm chatting with Darren Karp, Andy Cohen's assistant, on some juicy information about working in the entertainment industry.